Welcome back to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I speak with photographer Amy Lombard. Amy has worked with clients such as Wired, Vanity Fair, Time Magazine, Samsung, and Facebook, to name a few. In this interview, I speak to Amy about her experience spending a day photographing Newt Gingrich in a zoo of all places, and also how she kind of deals with tough personalities on shoots, her creative approach, and much, much more. Amy is a photographer whose work I really respect, so I was excited to get a chance to speak with her. So I hope you enjoy it, and thanks so much for listening. All right, Amy Lombard, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Thanks for taking the time to do this. I was excited to talk to you. Um, got turned on to your work from a, a mutual friend, Kareem Black. Um, really amazing stuff you're doing, so I was really excited to sit down with you. Um, but start off, I was actually looking at your Instagram last night. You had a pretty intense uh, assignment recently for, I think, Elle magazine. Yeah. You photographed, I believe it was a, a young woman in prison, a life sentence for killing her baby. Uh, yeah. What was the story behind that? Because it seemed like a pretty intense assignment. It was extremely intense. And it was actually shot over the summer, but the story just came out. Um, but yeah, Emily Weaver was, I forget what, I, I think she was a freshman in college when she got pregnant. Um but it was a situation where she was in denial about her pregnancy to a certain extent. Yeah. It's a really complex story. Um, like she and, was afraid to get the abortion or is this kind of like... Well, a- it's this like, you know, she was claiming to be completely in denial about it. But at the same time, her and the father of the child went to go get an abortion. But if I'm remembering it correctly, it was like there was an ice storm or, or something prevented them from going. Yeah. And then... Everyone kept asking her, you know, like, are you pregnant? She kept denying it. Um, And then ultimately she ended up giving birth in the bathroom of her sorority house. Um, She claimed she didn't do anything to to kill the baby. um, But but ultimately, especially like in a situation there, um, she was sentenced to life in prison without parole. Um, But it's a really complicated story just because like the police mishandled a lot of things and then so did she like she gave birth to the baby and then did she, the baby die at birth and she tried to like hide it or like that's exactly what she's claiming i mean who knows uh, they a sorority sister it's so fucking dark but she found the baby in the trash can whoa. next to the sorority house but like she hold she held up the bag and there was blood seeping out and they opened it and they saw a foot Jesus um Christ. it's so dark yeah um but the story is really interesting because it kind of like, like this isn't an uncommon thing. Um, but the way that it's handled, it's it's a, it's a complicated issue. It's fucked up on all sides. It's really kind of like the moral of the story. What was your experience photographing her? Because I'm guessing you photographed her in prison. Yeah, I photographed her in prison, which I had never done something similar in terms of like going into a prison. So, yeah. you know, there's all these protocols that you have to follow, really strict dress code. Um but ultimately, she's a kid, and, and she's really young, and she's in a prison, and the whole situation was sad. Yeah, because how old is she now? I think she's like 20, if I'm, I think she's like 24 now, yeah. 25 maybe, but, but she went away, I think, when she was 19. What was your experience like interacting with her? Did she like, was she kind of, did she have like mental issues, obviously, or I don't know? You know, I mean, like she definitely has some mental issues going on, but that wasn't clear from when I was photographing her. Like, yeah. She seemed like an ordinary girl. Yeah. Who, frankly, like made some mistakes. Yeah. Um, but yet she, I mean, with the exception of the fact that you're in prison, like she, she was no different than any other kid that i've met yeah really. that's interesting yeah i've never been a, in a prison like that was it kind of like a uh nerve-wracking experience going in there or did you just kind of approach like any other shoot or you know it wasn't nerve-wracking going in there but i i think i was more nervous about following the rules yeah where it's like like the really specific dress code the equipment had to be like i had to count every single battery Every single part of the camera had to be accounted for, yeah. um, which like if anyone's photographed in a prison, this is like a very common thing. I just hadn't done it before. Yeah. Um, so I was more nervous about that yeah. than interacting with her just because I was kind of briefed on the fact that she is kind of just this like, not normal, but yeah. you know. And does she have the option for parole or is she basically? No, she's in there for life. Wow. Yeah. So I think they're, 
maybe they'll appeal it. I, I don't yeah. know, but yeah. But um, it's it's interesting just because there have been similar cases. <coughs> excuse me. Um, where ultimately, like the, a similar case in that county specifically, and she only went away, I think, for like a month. Yeah. So it do- it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was pretty intense. I was like, I didn't really, I mean, I guess I haven't really checked out L lately. They're doing some pretty heavy hitting stuff. They've been doing a lot of really like hard hitting investigative reporting. Yeah. I was like, I guess in my mind, I thought it was more like kind of like a fashion thing, but it's kind of interesting. They're doing pretty interesting stories like like that. It is a real ass long form story. You need to dedicate yourself to reading that entire thing. So it's great that like they're putting the resources behind that. Yeah. That's no, interesting. Um, but I guess to kind of go back, I was kind of curious, like, kind of where you grew up and how you got into photography initially. Yeah. So I grew up in the suburbs of Philly. Um, like, if you're familiar with Bryn Mawr or Ardmore, like, kind of around there, but it's a town called Broomall. Um, I started taking photography seriously probably when I was like 15, but I think my earliest memories with a camera were with my grandmother. Mm. She was the kind of person, like, always had a point and shoot with her. She was this fabulous woman. She was fantastic. Um, like, I wish I could have a relationship with her in my adult life, but she's passed. Yep. Um, but I would always take her camera, and whenever she would get the film back, there would be all these just, like, fucking bizarre photographs on the roll, like a photo of, like, uncooked turkey. or like. <laughs> so I think, in a way, like, my interest really started there. Um, but, yeah, when I was 15, I... I basically didn't want to be at home and I was always kind of like looking for an excuse to go into the city. Yeah. And my friend Sam was taking a class at Moore College and um, for me it was like something to do. And I hated photography. I was like, I'm never going to do this again. Interesting. Um, What do you think you didn't like about it? I didn't understand the technical aspect of it at all. Oh, yeah. So it's like, you got to get over that hump. Yes. Yeah. And... I'm kind of like an instant gratification kind of person. Like, I wish I was not that way. But, um, but yeah, I was taking pictures of fucking stop signs, flowers. And I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> but something compelled me to take another class, even though I didn't like it. Yeah. Um, and I took a class at Tyler. And that's kind of when it clicked for me. Um, I, it just like became clear to me, like, everyone has a story. And it's worth exploring because before that, I wanted to be a writer. Um, I always loved magazines growing up. And so finally, once I kind of that had my head wrapped around that, photography was like I, I could tell stories without writing. And it was everything just kind of fell into place. That's exciting. And did you end up kind of going to college for photography or just kind yeah, of? Yeah, I went to FIT um, and graduated in 2012. Yeah. Um, but when I was in college, I didn't, I didn't expect to be a working photographer. Um, the kind of work I was seeing in magazines didn't really like reflect what I was doing. Um, and beyond that, like uh, the professors I had, like, it just didn't seem like my work would ever be commercially viable. And I'm a very stubborn person. And so it was like, okay, well, if I can't make the work that I want and someone will pay for me. I'll just get a job and I'll just continue to take photographs. Smart move. <laughs> yeah. Because um, what kind of stuff were you making in the back then? Like I was doing, I mean, not that dissimilar from, I mean, at least style-wise, like exactly the same. Yeah. Um, I've been using Flash since I was 19. But, um, but a lot of just like portrait-heavy, raw, like close-up images. Um, but yeah. Well, because I, because actually I toured FIT. I thought about going there. I didn't, I didn't end up going there, but was the program pretty like reg like they were strict on like what they were teaching you or it was this kind of like old school like well, fashion so the fit now the program is completely different yeah. um it's a great program now like a ton of really interesting photographers are coming out of there um but at the time it was still kind of like a new program and it was archaic like we were doing um we had a still life commercial class and we were taking Photographs of like shampoo bottles on an eight by ten camera. Yeah. Why? Why are we doing that? <laughs> um, so I just always focused on my own projects while I was in school and just was like, I'm just gonna get through it. And yeah, because like going into FIT, like, did you even have like an interest in like fashion photography or anything really? Or you know, it's interesting because 
in my senior year of high school, I like had in my mind that I was going to be a fashion photographer, but nothing in my work portrayed that. It did. It just was like one of those like you're an idiot and you're 18. I think it's like an idea. Like I, I, talking to so many people, it's like a common thing. They're like, I'm gonna be because right. I think it used to be like fashion photographer. That's like the peak of like right, exactly. Photography. Yeah, especially that time. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Now, um, that's interesting because yeah, I remember touring FIT and they had like during the tour it was like they had they hired these models and there was like this mock photo oh shoot going god. on and it was like oh it was, my god and I'm, <laughs> oh. I was just like this is so weird because I was just like shooting photos of my friends skateboarding at yeah. the time and I was like this is just awkward <laughs> oh god there is nothing worse than like a setup photo shoot happen oh I cringe I cringe no it's interesting uh, but do you feel like kind of that experience going through school was is it useful or anything or yeah totally useful i think in a lot of ways it taught me what i did not want to do mm. um and I, throughout the process i was doing internships at magazines um yeah i saw you i was looking i, I stalked your linkedin yeah uh, for his interview i saw you yeah you interned at new york magazine i think right yeah how was that experience because such such like iconic that knife. was my first internship ever yeah. i don't think anyone there i mean Jody is still there. Yeah. Jody would not remember me from that time. Jody has hired me since, but I don't think she knows that I interned there back in the day. She'd been there like to 150. Yeah, like I don't want I don't want them to know that. I'm like I was quiet. Um, uh, but it was it was super interesting just because I had never experienced like the how people put together a magazine. So it was like kind of just like an inkling of an idea that I was yeah. seeing how the photo world operates. Yeah. Um, so super interesting. Because what kind of stuff did they have you doing as an intern? Um, they had me some uh, on some of the things they have. I think they still have a section called The Look. Yep. At the time, um, Spencer, what is it? Hey, how do you say his last name? H-E-Y-F-R-O-N? I don't know. For, uh, well, yeah. Whatever Spencer's last name, yeah. however we say it. Shout out Spencer. <laughs> Hope you're doing well, buddy. <laughs> um, he was shooting it, I think. And so something like that, maybe some picture research. Truly nothing super involved because I had no experience. Yeah. Why would they give me something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I worked at a gallery for a little bit. And then I feel like where I kind of got my footing was when I started working at Life. Okay. Yeah, because that's how, was they were they even printing a magazine at that point, or is this, no, is this so a this website? Was, when I started at Life, it's like an archive, right? So it, it Life has had this like tumultuous history of like folding, reopening, folding. Um, so when I joined Life, it had just started as a joint partnership with Getty Images, and it was this very photo driven news site. Yeah, um, it was really fun. Bill Shapiro was the editor in chief. He's amazing. He's yeah. someone you should talk to All if right. you haven't. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was the former editor-in-chief of Life Magazine proper, like Shit. the last editor-in-chief. Damn. But he's someone who loves photography, um, really charismatic guy. Um, but yeah, they just had a great team, and a lot of what I was doing was like going through the Life Archive, scanning images. It was it was any photographer's dream. Because we'll, smell the chemicals on. So what was like the business? It was it this like a was it like kind of like a obviously it's like the brand name. Whereas is it just like a website at that point? Or it was like, a website, yeah. So it was like mostly photo galleries. All right. So were they just like kind of like run articles? I guess I haven't checked it out in a long time. But it, it was never articles it, for the most part. It was always like photo driven stories with like longer captions i guess um but some of them would be from the life archive things that have never been published and some of them were com like newly commissioned pieces interesting yeah that's because uh, like at that point like when you got out of fit like did you like you said you didn't think you're going to be working photographer like did you do you think was your goal like to be like a photo editor or like what were you just kind of well you know i thought maybe i would be a photo editor but then the more that i did it i or like kind of experience what it was like to work in a photo department, I realized I didn't want to do it. Yeah. Um, Why? Because you just had the itch to shoot, you think? Or? You know, I I think photo editing is like a really specific art, and some people are great at it, and some people aren't. I just don't think I had that. Some people love the research. Yeah, exactly. And my brain just like doesn't operate that way. And you got to be able to work in an office. Yeah. Like, I would go insane. Like, I've done it. <laughs> I mean, now that I'm, I mean, I've been doing this full time for, I guess, like six or seven years, but I don't know how I ever sat in an office. It's and, mad, and mad respect to the people that do. Like Seriously, yeah. Like, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's. Uh, We're all different. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, I think I'd rather like deliver pizza or something. To be honest, <laughs> same. <laughs> same. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I need to be like outside or by myself. I don't want to deal with all yeah cubicle country. Exactly. Um, um, what do you kind of take away from your experience working at those? Because then I think you ended up working. You worked at Time Magazine as like an engagement editor. Yeah. So oh. it, it was a. Uh, so while I was at Life, ultimately, then Jason Fox, who was I forget his title exactly. He was like VP of something. Um, but he just randomly offered me this social media job at life. And it was like the kind of the beginning of brands figuring it out. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, well, sure. Like I didn't have any other job plans. So, um, so I did that for a year and I was really good at it. So you just like run their Instagram, Twitter, all that Instagram, Twitter. We had a huge Tumblr. All right. One of the biggest brands on Pinterest. Um, I was really good. I was really good at it. And you're so, just kind of like this kind of learning as you go, like kind of researching exactly, how because, to grow. Yeah. Cause like it, it was kind of like the wild west. Like everyone was kind of figuring out as you went. Um, it was like a new frontier. So for, pe- for the people listening, how they, if they want to grow their social media, what's the tricks? What's the tricks, Amy? I don't think I know anymore. <laughs> I'm getting old and out of touch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes. And then once life folded again, sadly. Yeah. Um, I was one of the few people who got offered a job at Time because life then became a part of Time. Yeah. It's hard to keep track of all these publications. They buy and sell. Buy it's, sell. It's, it's, yeah, it's, especially with Time Inc. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. How's your experience working with Time? Because that's just such, such an iconic, amazing magazine. They, even this, they seem like they've been able to adapt with technology like really well. Totally. Like the stuff they do. They do amazing like little short videos or social media. Yeah, like uh, the VR stuff they're doing is incredible. And the stuff they're covering is like the, the most amazing stuff going on in yeah. the world today. Uh, what was kind of your experience working with them, I guess? It was a really formative experience in my life. Yeah. Um, it taught me it, it taught me so much that applies to my business now and also just like dealing with people there were so many personalities at time magazine yeah um and i was i was really young so it was kind of like developing a thicker skin almost yeah um but beyond that i really began to understand storytelling there um just through the process of like sitting in in meetings or my job wasn't photo specific there, but like I, I would go sit on, on light box meetings yeah. and just understanding like what to them made a great photo essay. And at that time it was like Kira Pollock, Phil Bicker, um, Patrick Witte. Was it Paul? Paul. Yeah. Um, so you had some of these, you know, they're all, incredible at their jobs they're like you know the best of the best so it's fascinating what kind of stuff was it kind of more social media stuff you're kind of doing for them yeah so i was a social media editor um so it was mostly like news and and stuff like that but ultimately i just even though it was this really formative experience it taught me a lot i got bored yeah and um i was i was at a tech conference in san francisco I was literally waiting for Mark Zuckerberg to speak. You're and just out there on your own? Or? I was out there for work. Okay. Um, and and um, I just remember like thinking, I was like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? <laughs> and I was like, what? Like, how did I get here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and that's when I got an email from Emily Shornick, who was at New York Magazine at the time. Yeah. And asking me if I wanted to do a shoot like literally the next day, which was when I was planning on getting home. Because were you like actively like promoting your own photography at I that? Was, I was still promoting my own photography. Um, I guess it was like a little bit stagnant after I graduated, but like my work was still out there. So you it were was like, a different time. It was like the, the height of the photo blog. Oh, yeah. So like I feel like my work was kind of in these circles a little bit, but not in like an editorial. Capacity. Why did you have like a pretty active blog at the time? I was, yeah, I was pretty active online, whether it was Flickr or, or otherwise. Um but yeah, so she saw some of my work on Flack Photo and offered me this job and it just like cha- it changed my life. What was it? It was a story on female football fans. Okay. Um, I forget what team, whatever the team that plays in North Jersey. <laughs> I don't know anything about sports. I think it's probably, probably the, Jet, Ma- probably the Jets. Oh, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Green? Were they green jerseys? It was, bl- <laughs> it was blue, I think. I might have been in college then. I don't know. It was something. It's all right. um, Yeah, but it it changed my life and it kind of gave me this like inkling of idea that 
maybe I could do this. If somebody wants to hire me to do something like this, me being me, that's that's fucking sick. Maybe I can make money doing this. Yeah, because I think that's probably the hardest thing for a lot of people they struggle with. I know I've struggled with it is going from you have a full-time job to being a freelance photographer like how do you make that transition because you know it's like easy to get one job but to kind of like get right get it's like a hard thing like you know for me like I had to work like a lot of part-time jobs for a while yeah to to where I could like grow my business and then eventually kind of make that jump but for how did you go from like working at time then getting that one assignment to making the decision like hey I'm gonna try to do this now well I mean I think one of the benefits of that time period was like I was young and kind of stupid <laughs> and naive. Um, so after that assignment, Emily's like, well, you should pitch me if there's like things you want to cover. And so, so we started working together on other things. Um, and it was just like me basically getting paid to do things that I would have done anyway. Yeah. Um, but I just like, I just kept thinking like, Oh, other people are going to hire me. And I kept trying to reach out to people no one was interested. It was always like, that's cute, but no. No. Um, so yeah, no one was taking me seriously, but but still, I just, I was just naive and I, I just kept doing it and went for it until it stuck, really. So, so did you kind of like, were you still kind of working your time job and kind of taking assignments when you could or did you, did you just kind of quit and just kind of go full bore well, at so it? So what happened was after a while, time was not pleased that I, that, I was photographing for New York Magazine. Yeah. Understandably. Yeah. Um, and it, it finally got to a point where, like, well, we don't want you to work for another media publication. And, it, like, specifically, it came down to me being like, well, is it fine if I go photograph this witch gathering? And they told me no. I walked around the newsroom, and then I walked back, and I was like, okay, I quit. All and right. <laughs> like literally over a witch gathering, yeah. I, I could not, I could not fathom not going. Yeah. So over dramatic, I was like, I can't not go. And then I was like, you know what? I can always get another job. You got to sink to swim. So. Yeah, as I was say, like you just gotta try. If it doesn't work out, then like yeah, go get another job. Like right. you can always find something. Right. It might not be what you want, but you kind of build from there. Right. Um. So once you kind of make that jump into like full time freelance, like. How are you kind of marketing your work? What kind of, like you said, you're working with Emily a little bit. Um, but what's kind of next steps of kind of like marketing your work, getting your foot in the door, you think? Yeah, so I, I sent out emails all the time. Um, and I'd say 95% of the people didn't answer me. Um, so I figured, you know, now that I'm, I'm freelancing full time, I was just working on personal projects and then trying to market market them like try to get them out there whether it was like on blogs or websites and then maybe people would see my work there and then hire me that way yeah um and it was kind of like a it was a slow start to say the least like i i was able to convince a few people to hire me but sometimes we would be getting paid a hundred dollars a shoot which pays you know nothing it's nothing yeah if you if, if you pay you a hundred dollars and the shoot's like an hour away you spend on gas right. and exactly like, no. <laughs> yeah, you're losing money but yeah. i was just i wanted to do anything yeah let's get your name um, out there yeah and then i did a story on emily ended up hiring me to do a story on normcore which was like a big it was a big thing at the time oh, yeah what is that again it's like it was it was this like viral story it, it was a story that went viral on this fashion trend of like people dressing how like basically dressing super normie is cool. All right. So it was like dad jeans, Birkenstocks. <laughs> um, and it went totally viral. Um, and for whatever reason after that, then people would start emailing me back. Yeah. It was really weird. Um, so from there, just kind of like the door was letting they were letting me in a little bit more i don't know why but that's amazing is it still even at this point in your career obviously you've shot for so many clients but is, do you still is there like clients you're, you're trying to get your work out there but is it still sometimes like frustrating like at this point or is it this everyone's emailing you back now i'd say i mean i'm sure there's there's been a few people who who haven't written me back but for the most part i've worked with a lot of the magazines that i think i'm like there's some magazines where I'm just like, I'm not the right fit for this. True. Um, I think for the most part, unless there's magazines I don't know about, they for the most part write me back. But yeah, I hope I'm not jinxing myself. That's good. You got to hold your breath in this industry a lot. Hey, hey, you've been at it a little while, so yeah. you kind of keep you kind of build on it. And exactly. Make those like relationships. Um, 
Yeah, because that's interesting about your work. Is like it's very like I saw you did like some stuff with the uh, ESPN. Yeah, I think Christine Lamana, who I know, she's amazing. And then you'll do stuff for like L, and then like so it's very like I guess my mind I wouldn't think ESPN for you, but your work it kind of work in a lot of different like realms. It's way more versatile than I could have ever even imagined. Yeah, because it's interesting when I when I left to freelance. I was talking like a bunch of my my girlfriends worked in fashion at the time, and I was like, "Well, maybe I can do fashion work." And they're like, "You, no way." <laughs> One of my first fashion clients was Barney's. Why? Like, why do your friends think? Why do you think they think you couldn't do fashion? It was like I don't know, but because I guess it was like too documentary, especially like the thing. Like it's a little bit different now that people have seen that I can do these different things. But I guess at the time they're thinking like Studio Octabank, like yeah, that type exa- of shit. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. I think they had like a narrow narrow idea of like what was possible i think the i think it was a little bit of a different time then too mm-hmm. industries kind of moved a little bit but but yeah it's like i don't know i've no, been able to photograph a lot of different things no it's awesome that's it keeps it exciting yeah and like like you said early on like you've always kind of shot with flash and the thing i'm always kind of interested in like uh, finding your voice as a photographer is like a hard thing like some people struggle with like like you said, it was Flash like always this kind of your interest, the look you liked, or what do you think? Not always. Um, like when I first started with photography and when I actually understood how the camera worked, like I was very interested in natural light and I was really sensitive to it. Um, but when I went to college, I a friend of mine, Ben, he he bought this flash. It's the same one as that one right there, the like, Sunpack oh, yeah, 622. Yeah. And so it's I, a beast. It's a fucking <laughs> They beast. call it a potato masher. Yeah, oh, my God. It's incredible. <laughs> but I saw it, and it was just like this like magnetic force. So I was like, oh, my God, I need to try this. And so I brought it to my friend Josh's house. Ben, let me borrow it. Very nice of him. Um, and when I got the film back that day, I was just like, holy shit. It's like the world, like, it was like hearing music for the first time, like everything made sense. <laughs> um, and I just have not stopped since. Yeah. And it seems like I'm, I'm I could be wrong, but it, I would imagine like looking at your work, it looks like a lot of time, might just like kind of one flash, maybe yeah. two. So it kind of probably allows you to work quickly, right? Totally. Yeah. yeah it, there's a lot of benefits to it. I most of the time shoot with one and just holding it in various positions. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm able to like be nimble and kind of move around quicker than someone who has a huge photo lighting setup. So yeah, it does make the job a little bit easier. But and yeah. once you like find a look and like people are hiring you for it, like obviously you're, like a creative person. Do you feel like now you're stuck with that look for the rest of your career? Or do you feel like you can still kind of, if you want to try something different, you can? Or because it is like this weird balance of being a creative where it's like yeah, you're trying to get hired, but then you're you're an artist yourself, so it's right. like. I mean, I guess hypothetically, like I, Good. I could yeah. go in a different direction, but I don't want to. I hope, I hope that I don't. I hope I stay this way forever. Yeah. Um, but like, it's a. I think it's a blessing and a curse because I, while subject-wise, I have been versatile. If someone tells me they want like an airy portrait, I'm like, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Not that, and you'd be surprised at how many times people are like, can you just dial back a little bit? I'm like, why do you hire me though? Yeah. Um, that's smart. You gotta have like the confidence in your work, like to, to know what you want. Yeah. Like, like, was there like any early mistakes you made like early on, like uh, as a photographer, like be it like marketing your work? Because um, I know I've made those mistakes. Like, you're hungry to get hired, so you're like trying to like, hey, maybe I'll show this stuff, and maybe they'll hire me. Or like, you always just kind of been confident, in, like what you want to put out there pretty much i mean i'm sure i've made plenty of those mistakes (laughs) like i i don't even want to go through early emails um but yeah in terms of marketing i'm sure yeah um but even like on the business side of things just like because i didn't assist so i didn't have any idea of like production production um just like even like file delivery, like starting out, like I, there's just so many things that I, I didn't know. And how would I have known? Because I didn't, yeah. I didn't go the assisting route. Yeah. So yeah, you don't have to, you, no. just, you, just, you make those mistakes and you learn from them. Yeah. Ex- and that's, yeah, I, that's exactly how I feel. And like the biggest thing I took me a long time to learn is like, 
realizing realizing sometimes you can ask for more like maybe if you have some assignment you need to ask for like a little money more money for an assistant or whatever production needs like they might not say yes all the time but like it is okay to like ask them for stuff you might need to like execute that job you know right and in the beginning you're just so happy to even have the assignment it's like it doesn't even occur to you that yeah you know at the same time like they're hiring you for a reason you can ask for things hell yeah yeah, so, yeah, because they want they at the end of the day want they want their product to be good exactly. So it's like if you ask for an extra four hundred bucks for an assistant, like right. sometimes you'll get it. Right. Uh, um, and another thing I was curious, I saw you were in the PDN thirty, I believe in t- two thousand sixteen. Yep. Which is like uh, it's content. I I don't even call it a contest because you don't enter it. Yeah, you get nominated. Yeah. I was nominated a few years in a row, and I finally was like, if I'm nominated, like I was like, I don't. Even, I'm just like, if I'm nominated another year, and I don't get this. And it's like the year that I, I was just like, whatever. It was the year I got it. So I was like, okay. But I, I was really excited. Do you feel like it was like, it, it was a beneficial that you think you got jobs from it or? I know I got a few jobs from it. I don't think it's as monumental as like maybe you'd think it would be. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, I also just think like, I, I don't know. I think the way that people are discovering photography is different now. I think it's just like another marketing arm. It's like anything, like I've yeah. had this conversation a million times. It's like, it's not like a print piece is going to get you like a ton of jobs. You right. might get one. Your website might get you a little bit. Your social media might get right. lit. So it's like, you can just tag that on. So it's like another thing. And Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's like a, it's something to promote for sure. And it's a, you know, historically like a really big deal for Hell the yeah. photo industry. So it's, it's cool. No, that's awesome. I was just always kind of curious about that. Um, and, uh, you know, I was looking at your Instagram, and you have a quote from Newt Gingrich. Oh, my God, Oh, yeah. yeah. I forget. What did he say? He said... Uh, he said, Amy has no sense of dignity. All she wants to do is get her shot. So Something it, like that. Because I saw you photographed him. Like, how did you get the quote? Like, did they kind of ask him? Like, what? Well, is- <laughs> it was a really crazy situation. Because... Uh, so, I was hired by The Atlantic. Yeah. I... I love the Atlantic and they asked me to go to Pennsylvania to the Philadelphia Zoo to photograph Newt um Newt everyone knows he's a huge animal lover if he wasn't in politics he says he would want to be a zoologist I didn't know that so I'm learning something new every day (laughs) so it was his idea to go to the zoo um interesting so I think he knew what he was getting into um and and in the beginning you know even though I think he is a disgusting human being, even more so that he was fucking vile to me. Yeah. Um, sometimes you're just able to let it go. You're having a shared experience that has nothing to do with politics. Yeah. You can coexist. We're having a fine time. A yeah. lovely afternoon at the zoo. We're, I pet a rhino with him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and we're getting along. And I don't know what happened. Like, and the the writer's really nice that everyone's getting along, whatever. Something clicked in his head where he just decided he hated me. It was probably like towards the end of the shoot. I don't know what I did. Um, and and as we're going, I was like, oh, well, do you mind if we do a, a photograph, like something more posed in the tortoise? We were going in this like tortoise room. Yeah. And then he just starts talking shit on me to the writer while I'm standing there as if, as if I'm not like literally standing next to Newton, and that's when he said that. And I said to him, I was like, "Well, that's a compliment coming from you." Wow. He's like, you know what? And then the rest of the shoot, he's like, "Oh, Amy's gonna like this one." And there's a shot of him. Uh, so this being we like- went to some other museum in Philly, and it was like two dinosaur um, skeletons. Yeah. And that's when he's like, "Oh, this one's great for Amy." <laughs> I was like, excuse you? So he's just being smug. Yeah, at 100%. Damn, that sucks. Yeah, because yeah, like, how do you deal with like that? Like, like you know, like being a photographer, you're photographing people a lot. Like, how do you deal with those tough personalities? Like in, in the moment, are you like, are you just like, fuck this dude? Uh, well, I mean, in my mind, I'm always like, it just amazes me how you can get to even, not even just new, like but how you can get to that point where you can treat someone so badly, like they're so beneath you. Um, but I thrive in those situations. I am like, like I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win this battle. One hundred percent. Yeah, you're gonna get me. Yeah, it happened the other day, and it was probably one of like the worst situations I've walked into in years. Yeah. And I and I was just like, 
you know, I kind of laughed at it and I was like, come on, please. Like, and you just try to like coerce them a little bit to get them to just lighten up a little bit. What was the situation? Like, you don't have to say who it was, but like, I'll I'll tell you who it is afterwards. But, (laughs) but they were not pleased at the writer and like did not want to be there at all. Um, And it was just a lot of like taking like the knife a little bit, but. Do you think, because I was, another, you photographed Obama, I don't know what the scenario was, but I think it, on the on the Instagram post it said, I don't know if he said this, but he said, if you don't stop taking pictures soon, I'm going to be blind. Yeah. Do you think, the, do you think sometimes your flash style can kind of go against you because it can, like, you think it kind of piss people off because it's so much. Sometimes. You think that's, because like maybe the flash got, new got annoyed with that or like. I don't think so. I mean, I think, I think in the. Well, one time, I mean, the flash can be troublesome for a few, like one time I was photographing in a restaurant and someone had epilepsy and they're like, please stop. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause there is certain situations of photographer, like where it's like, I could have shot like weird, like conferences and stuff. Yeah. And like the people don't, they don't want flashes during the whole speaker. Right. Speech. Exactly. So yeah. it's like, but you as a photographer, like, fuck, I want to shoot the entire goddamn thing. Right. Cause it's like, you're in this weird spot, you exactly. know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's always like a fine line, but it's interesting because sometimes it's, you know, maybe it is aggressive and sometimes it almost feels like a Bruce Gilding kind of moment where I just yeah, yeah, yeah. I take the picture. But sometimes it's amazing. I feel like they don't even notice it. Okay. So, uh, and I don't know what makes one situation different than the other, but. Yeah, yeah. yeah I no, I was know. just curious. Yeah, what was the Obama situation? What, what was so that? So that was, so I sometimes photograph like nightlife events for the New York Times. Yeah. Um, and this was, uh, he was being awarded, uh, I think it was like the RFK award. And, and yeah, it, photographing events is the hardest thing for, that I, in the realm of things that I do, super difficult especially in a situation with Obama, like you're dealing with the secret service. Like it, there's a lot of security things. So I see him and I bolt in this. I'm like, Oh my God, there he is. So it was me and one other photographer and we're both like flashing away. And that's when you guys were just like in a little room or something. We were in a huge room and it was packed to the brim. Like, damn. Yeah. I'm surprised secret service. Like you get that close. Oh, they, they kept, because I go like this, they would slap my hand. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was amazing. But you know, secret stuff, you don't want the underlight on a exactly. bomb. Exactly. Make it look. <laughs> like, <come on. laughs> uh, no, that's interesting. Yeah, shooting events is an interesting thing. You enjoy it though, because I was looking like, hey, you photograph like some like different like political uh, uh, events and stuff like that. Uh, what do you enjoy about the event stuff? You think? You know, uh, well, photographing events in general, it, it changed how I photograph. Um, like it all started off with working for the style section. They would, it was like fashion week parties. That was kind of the beginning of events, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, but it's like, I have the most anxiety. My back is in knots. Like I'm just, you're always looking. So it's kind of like the stress of it all, which I hate and love simultaneously. Yeah. Cause you don't know what you're going to get. It's, it's yeah. like it's and you're a, always stressed. You're not going to get some. Well, yeah, because a portrait shoot, you can kind of have an like, idea in mind. Right. And usually, people are like, you have more control. Yeah, so it's like event, and it's just like I got to get a lot. Yes. So, and you're just like waiting, and sometimes yeah. sometimes the events take a while to kind of right. take and off. You know what? Sometimes they're fucking lame. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like uh, the thing that I struggle with as a photographer, even still in these kind of situations. Like, there's an expectation that these things have to be fun. Yeah. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're really lame. And then then there's the anxiety on top of that where it's like, oh, my God, there's nothing happening. What am I going to photograph? Ah. Hell, yeah. And sometimes these events are like, like, I've had this one client where we shoot, like, pharmaceutical conferences. And it's, yeah. a, it's a good client, but it's not really interesting stuff. And you can tell it's like the people that are there don't even want to fucking be exactly. there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That's, a, yeah. It's like oh people that are, like, half asleep. Right. Uh, so it's tough but was like the politics stuff was that something you always had an interest in covering because now it looks like you've covered a good like you shot Sean Spicer who I actually shot too and then you shot Obama uh, a bunch of like RNC stuff yeah like, was that like always something you had an interest in shooting or how that kind of this evolved naturally yeah I, I mean I'm glad that that I've gotten hired to shoot it quite a bit um it wasn't something that like I specifically set out to do yeah but like I'm interested in groups of people and documenting like shared experiences through that and with politics, you know, 
through party lines, like that's a big element of it. So like I've photographed CPAC, I've been to the RNC, I've been to the DNC. Like yeah. it's it's a it's fascinating. But I think also one of the things that is tricky about photographing in those kind of events is that there are so many photographers and they basically tell you where you can go right usually normally yeah 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 because like a lot of the photographers there who are really like covering it for the wires like they're posted in a specific area but like then there's a few kind of like stragglers that you see are kind of like photographing the scene and not within this like pack yeah i'm sure like i've had this experience like i'm I, i might be wrong but like I've shot like some like live sporting events. I don't really normally shoot that stuff. Mm-hmm. I've done it a couple times, and there's a certain way like the guys who do that all the time. There's like an attitude sometimes. Yeah. Not always. Like sometimes there's cool people, but I mean, did you kind of feel like there's like because there's like you said there's all these photographers. Yeah. Is there like a real competitive like feeling in the air of like get out of my way? Like mm-hmm. this is my sh-, like. I feel like I don't cover politics enough to know politics specifically but i know in other situations like if you have ever covered fashion week before the men who cover it are are aggressive aggressive mean they talk down to you it's it's a terrible situation so that is just like eye rolls for days yeah Yeah. no it's interesting um and then i saw you also use i think you shot recently it was for wired a a ces which is basically it's like a conference for technology right yeah consumer electronics show it's as far as i know the biggest in the world um this was my fourth year covering it for them which is super cool where do they have it it's in las vegas okay and it's massive. Like one day I walked like 28,000 steps. How many days were you in Las Vegas for? Um, I was there like Sunday to Thursday. Wow, that's a lot of days in yeah, Las Vegas. It's a lot. It's like after two days in Vegas, I'm like, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really interesting show. And it's one of those things that it gets easier every year just because it's so massive. But it's a good way to start the year because it's like you're kind of just like, I mean, at least for me, during the holidays, I feel like I'm just sitting on a couch the entire time. Yeah. And then you're just jolted into this extreme shoot that is not relaxing at all. <laughs> um, so it's a good way to start the year, and I hope they'll keep having me back. Oh, it's exciting, and it seems like you've done a good amount of work for Wired. Like, how did that kind of relationship start? Yeah, they're, they're amazing. I love them all over there. Like, fucking rad. I actually listened to Anna's episode the other day. Oh, yeah. And I learned so much I didn't know about her, which was cool. She's a ball, um, she's a ball of energy. Yeah, she's really cool. <laughs> Um, I got started working with them. I, I'm i trying to remember if Anna hired me first or if Patrick did when Patrick was there. Yeah. Um, Were you kind of like actively promoting your work to them? Yeah, uh, I had reached out and I, I think, well, Patrick knew my work because we knew each other at time. And then I guess he'd kind of seen my work around and he hired me to shoot this like audio convention in brooklyn yeah um and yeah and then throughout the years like the relationship just kind of developed more and like when the story makes sense they hire me and and it's always something fun with them um like we did a shoot back in i think it was october or november where we it was a few like star wars shoots oh yeah so i went to um the star wars theme park in dis disney world is in orlando right that's not yeah yeah, disneyland's california yeah um i went at like four in the morning before it opened it was so cool to be at disney world that early in the morning it was eerie damn so they just had you there with this photograph and this kind of the characters and stuff so or? we were photograph we were photographing like the whole experience okay um so it was a little bit of everything but it was really cool yeah it's exciting uh you know like with assignment photography like like we we're talking about your style where it's very like you can work very quick um when you get an assignment like do you kind of go into each assignment with like kind of like a plan like do you do a lot of research on the people you're photographing or like how do you kind of approach each assignment or do you just kind of show up and kind of this run with it or how do you kind of um i definitely i don't do a ton of planning before yeah um also, because a lot of my situations aren't always super set up. Yeah, you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, exactly. So I'm kind of like walking in not knowing what I'm getting myself into for the most part. But I'll look at photographs that have been taken of them before just so I can avoid taking the same photograph of this person. Sure. Um, I'll try to get a sense of like who they are uh, just so I don't offend them um, by asking something about their life that maybe everybody knows. True. Um, but... 
but yeah, not a ton of planning. I try to go in with a bit of an open mind. Yeah, no, it's like, yeah, it's, everyone has different approaches. Like, yeah. yeah, there's not one right way. So it's always just kind of interesting. And uh, I know I mentioned when we were setting this up, you have a project on your website called Food Crush. Yeah. What is that about? Because it's some pretty, everybody <laughs> go check that on the website because it's some interesting it's pictures. It's very mesmerizing. <laughs> yeah. Well, Food Crush, it, I guess it, it to me, it all kind of started with, I'm very interested in like our, how we're culturally fascinated by nails. Okay. So... Throughout, the, so I did a few projects with nails. I did one with long toenails, um, and then I just kind of became interested in how feet are almost like this like perverse thing, but at the same time, it's like a huge fetish. Yeah. And so on YouTube, there's all these videos. You can go down a huge rabbit hole of these these foot crushing, whether it's food or even like a foot with the GI Joe, and they're kind of like smothering it a little bit. Um, it was totally mesmerizing to me. So I knew that I wanted to photograph it and it kind of, it like, it, it was the same kind of interest that led me to photograph like the long toenails. So it's all kind of like in my mind, sort of an extension of one another or it led me there. All right. Um, but yeah. And then I, my, my best friend is an aspiring parts model. Parts so, model? What is that? Yeah, like so like a hand model. Oh, okay. Or a foot model. It's a whole business. Oh hell yeah. I worked at Hasbro, the toy company. And yeah. we'd have to shoot like for the catalog, we'd shoot the people like kinda like playing with the toys and stuff. Yeah. They pay those people like fifteen hundred bucks a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is no joke. And yeah. so she's always down to do stuff like this. And yeah, we I just kind of imagined like what food would be the most interesting and it was really fun. You try pitching that to any magazines or anything? Or? Uh, well, a magazine ended up running it because they it was a a small magazine called Food and Love. I actually have a copy. I'll show you. Oh there. yeah, definitely. They ended up like running it on the cover because they were the well the, the magazine's called Food End and each issue has a theme, and this one was Food and Love, and it just like it all made sense that this would be published there because it is it's a fetish. Yeah, yeah. No, it's interesting. Yeah, I've been on the rabbit hole. I don't know why I got. I'm not really like into it, but yeah. ASMR videos on YouTube like I'm popped up. Obsessed. On, I don't because like some of these people have like three million followers, and it's very. Some of it is like it's very interesting. Like they'll be like like role playing ones where it'll be like checking into a doctor's <laughs> office or like or like filling out an application for a job, and it's yeah. just I was like, what the fuck? Isn't is it amazing? Like. It's there is something for everyone. It's fascinating. Yeah. I love the ones there. Me and Amanda, my best friend, because I I really want to do something with ASMR. Should, should we do this conversation? Yes, but there's this one woman. She has super long fingernails, and she does the scratching on the microphone, and then her cat will come up and lick the microphone, and it just sounds like sandpaper, and it's. It's kind of beautiful to watch because it's so, I don't know. I can't describe it, but I'm so intrigued by it and I really want to do it. I love YouTube. Like yeah. it's such a, it's a, you can find anything on yeah. there. Yeah. Oh my God. It's interesting. It's, there's just so much. Yeah. And with like, when you're doing that project or even projects in general, are, are even at this point, are you like pitching ideas to editors a lot these days? Is that something you've done? Like, yeah, it's, it's. I'd say the last like six months or so, I haven't been doing it as much just because life has been just a lot of shit going on. But in general, yes. Yep. Like it makes, because there's there's stories that, you know, they wouldn't know about if, and so like, for instance, I did one in the spring on a Miss Dog Mom pageant. So like it keeps me doing things that I feel like are really true to myself and I'm just not, just yeah. keep doing like, and when, portraits or whatever. All and when time. you're pitching it, are you pitching it before you shoot it or are you shooting it then pitching it to them or kind of how do you um it depends i i've gone both ways yeah. um in the miss dog mom pageant they were the new york times was on board from the get-go yeah um but yeah it's gone both ways Not, sometimes it's hard to convince someone because they don't know what it's gonna look like but it's like trust me this is gonna be interesting you're gonna want this so sometimes i think it's like i think it's easier like if you've worked with the client you might be able to sell them an idea 
But right. I think it's like harder if you've never worked with them and then you're trying to like, I mean, you can do it. Right. Sure. It's not impossible, but it does make it harder. Like I knew Bloom- Bloomberg Business Week, they love pitches. Like, yeah. Like hit them up. Like yeah. they'll take them. Yeah. Uh, I listened to Jane's episode. The she's other day. the best. She's amazing. She, she sent me on the craziest shoot a few years ago. I shot an entire issue of the magazine, which I didn't even know was a thing. Damn. And it was cool. Like I, I went up to like the Yukon territory in Canada. Was that the one you did the oh WeWork guy? No, that was different. Yeah. Um, but it was for their their new money issue. But, but right. yeah, I was on the road for like a month. It was really cool. That's cool. So like magazines are still sending you places. Yeah. Yeah. Because you hear like a lot of times it's kind of higher regionally. It seems like yeah, I'd say for the most part it's regionally. But yeah, like I, or or I'll go to DC a bunch or or Boston or. I love I like working in Philly because my family's there. So, mm. so yeah, it's all within the East Coast for the most part. Now. Yeah, with the yeah, shout out Jane Yeomans. Go follow her Instagram. She <laughs> yeah, is the best amazing. editor because she on her Instagram. She anytime she works with a photographer, she tags the article that she and it's always just kind of cool stuff to see what they're working on. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. On your Instagram again, uh, yeah, you photograph the WeWork CEO, ex CEO, the yeah. founder. He seemed like pretty wackadoo like oh my dude God. well the cover in retrospect is just hilarious like <laughs> because this was before anything went down so like who you know how would they know um but but it was interesting because he he i think he was like an hour and a half late um we were waiting around for him and then when he comes in he just storms in and he's just like this very he's like a force yeah and it was so funny because he was like, Amy, I need you to capture me leading this company into the future. <laughs> and then literally like a month later, it all went to shit. Yeah, because I, I remember reading an article. I think he was like, he was like investing money in like supplement companies and all types of weird yeah, shit. Yeah, he's this, a crook. Yeah, he's like, I was like, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be doing the next Fry Festival probably. One hundred percent. But those photographs are my most <laughs> licensed photographs. Oh, really? Ever? Yeah. Oh, like when all that stuff oh, came my, out, I was like, yep, yeah, yep. That's interesting. Yeah, and it's, with, it's funny. With the licensing stuff, do you work with like an agency or do you just do it directly with yourself? I just mostly do it directly with myself. Like with the New York Times syndication, they obviously like do that, but I I handle everything. I, yeah. I love licensing photos. It's the best. It's the best. It's a ching. Yes, it's like, it's a, it feel, I mean, it's not free money, but it feels like free money sometimes. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, that's great. Um, and like one thing I was kind of curious about, like, do you do you walk away from every shoot like completely satisfied or are there like shoots that you feel like maybe you you should have done something else or like or, or what's your kind of feeling you think I definitely don't walk out of every shoot satisfied like yeah. I mean I had an experience the other day where cuz like sometimes things are hard to photograph and when you only have a certain amount of time like you can't make things work in a way that you want Yeah um but yeah, then I just end up beating myself up about it forever and then dreading the email back from the editor, but yeah. whoever and, it is. And it kind of goes back to like what we were saying, like, especially the stuff you cover, like, you don't know what you're like walking into. So it's right. like, there's so many it's like fish- forces I can't control. It's like fishing in a sense. Like, totally. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's good to hear because it is like, it's kind of hearing other photographers because you're shooting like big publications doing these things, but I think it's good to hear like kind of people can kind of relate you know yeah we're not perfect not no. every picture is going to be amazing yeah that's just the reality and even like when you look at your work maybe say like a year ago year and a half ago do you like look back at it sometimes like why did i shoot it like that yeah well it's interesting before this interview i was like trying to i was just thinking about like earlier work and sometimes i wonder i'm like was i better then oh yeah yeah, yeah. but then i was looking back through photos and i was like nah was it <laughs> yeah. definitely got a lot better <laughs> yeah because there is something to say about like when you first get into it it's kind of very pure right because once you get farther and farther into the photo industry and learn more about like the right. commercial side of it or even just learn more about photography you can kind of like start like you start to think like oh i need to do it this way or something stuff exactly like, yeah. or it's like am i just being like a people pleaser yeah or am i being predictable like these are questions that i i have to constantly check myself yeah yeah because i was looking at like some like i'm like first photos i ever took like on a little like point and shoot and i was like how i used to print them out at cvs i put them i actually bought little <laughs> albums and you stick them in those little, like oh my god p- plastic nice. sleeves yep. and i got a whole book still and it was like they're just literally like photos of like this random shit, like the yeah. train in Boston. And I was like, it's actually kind of fun. There's like something to say about this right. kind of like having fun with it. Not everything has to be like this like 
Right. It's not all about the biz. Yeah. yeah. It, but it, yeah, you can kind of get bogged down with that stuff sometimes. Totally. Um, couple more. Uh, you spent a week at the Moonlight uh bunny ranch brothel yeah. what the heck was that well, for? that was like that was for vice and it was one of my it was right when i first started and i was working with the, so matt levite who was the photo editor at vice at the time he's an amazing photographer by the way um he hooked me up with this writer mitchell sunderland who became one of my like close friends and we just went on all these adventures together yeah and he was always covering like just really interesting things that were not covered or talked about or reported about in an interesting way. So, yeah, we lived at the Bunny Ranch for a week. Oh, so you guys lived there? Yeah, like in the rooms, slept where they had sex for money. Wow. Um, I just kept, I was like, they clean these things, right? And you were like shooting this, what, this kind of like portraits of the workers? Yeah, it was like basically just like being a fly on the wall. And Dennis, who, Passive. RIP. Yeah. Um, He's like he was a total media whore. Like absolutely oh, yeah. loved it. Yeah. Um so it was a really fun week. <laughs> it was fun. You didn't feel like like you it didn't feel like sketchy or anything. You felt like pretty no, com- pretty comfortable. Yeah. I mean, like what you have to know is like he basically operated like the Starbucks of brothels. <laughs> like he owned for the all the ones he owned, it was very like they yeah. were all pretty much the same and from my sense, like pretty by the books, like in Nevada, some of them are terrifying looking. Yeah, it seemed like um, he treated the women yeah. Good. So like there was never any moments I felt weird or anything, and, and in a lot of ways it felt no different than like a sorority house. All right, but interesting. Yeah, yeah. I was I was like, yeah, that weekend of brothel must have been interesting. Yeah, experience. It, and it, I just got so used to it where I was like, okay, another day. Gonna get this breakfast. is what I do now. <laughs> so it was really fun. Yeah, that must be like is that kind of interesting thing about your job is like you're like like you say you spent a week in a brothel. You photographed Jeff Jeff Bezos, like yeah. the richest guy in the world. It's this kind of like is that kind of interesting thing about what you do is like on a week to week basis. You don't know right. Who, and like, is there anything you think you've learned about people in general that's kind of coming into contact with so many different people? You think, or I mean, I I think, I think it goes back to like not knowing what you're walking into and not knowing how a person's going to be, and and that kind of eye opening experience of it, yeah, and just it, like as like an anthropological like study of people, it's, it's just it's fascinating. And you feel like you just gotten better at like communicating with people and stuff. Yeah, Even totally. Though, like on those tough ones, like you said, you had last week with a person is obviously not treating you well it's easy. yes you, you just kind of build that confidence as a photographer Ex- yeah and i think it's like goes beyond like the confidence of a photographer it's like it's it's literally just like social tact and knowing how to deal with people even if like a photograph wasn't involved yeah like yeah i i think half of half of my job is really like the social element of it the other half is taking pictures oh yeah yeah, because you got to be able to like relate with those people and, yeah. get, and get them to like buy into what you're trying to do right and and sort of trust you in a way yeah no definitely it's a big component yeah how was bezos that's that's one because he's just that, that guy is just like yeah he's like i don't even know like he's the richest dude in the world it's like cr- it's crazy well that was that was for wired um they have this like so their 25th anniversary i think or maybe it was i don't know it was some anniversary it was last year but they had this summit so it was photographing people who were coming to speak there so it was a really quick one-off portrait but i i mean whether it was like a bullshit act or he's a genuine person to be debated but (laughs) he introduced himself to everyone in the room shook my hand made a point to like say something like personal to me it was really unique because I'm like, someone like Jeff Bezos doesn't have to do that. Yeah. Um, but again, it might be an act, but but it was nice. All right. Even if it was an act. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. It's just like that guy's like an alien. Like, it's he like, isn't. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's wild. I can't imagine. What, uh, like, what does he do in his spare time? I would love to know. I don't know. Some some like weird shit, like probably like falconry. Or yeah, something. I think like, so too. Like that, that sounds about right. Yeah, like a total anomaly to me. Uh, but anyways, Amy, it's a real pleasure talking to you. Um, I guess this kind of wrap up. Like my last question, like um, any kind of goals, kind of going into the new year here. Like uh, anything you're hoping to work on moving forward or anything like that. Um, I want to really kind of get my personal projects back on track all right so like work outside of being hired to do something 
it's been like a I put out a book in 20 it was like 2016 or 17 I forget but just life there's been a lot of bad things going on um so I'm just trying to to get back to a place where I feel like I can make work just for myself have fun with it yeah exactly that's exactly. ex- exciting. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing it. And for people listening, if they want to check out more of your work, where's the best place to go? AmyLombard.com or I'm just Amy Lombard on Instagram. I'll link it. And uh, thanks so much. Thank you. So there you have it. That was the Amy Lombard interview. I uh, just so want to thank Amy for taking the time to uh, come on the podcast. It was a real pleasure talking to her about everything she's uh, done in her career thus far. Um, really amazing work. She's always this... Uh, shooting interesting projects and assignments and whatnot so definitely go give amy a follow uh, her instagram is at amy lombard as well as definitely go check out our website at amylombard.com uh, i'll link it in the description but lots of amazing work up there she's always posting uh, so can't thank her enough and as always i'll be having a weekly podcast every week on monday on itunes spotify as well as my website alexgagnephoto.com and on my instagram at alexgagnephoto thanks so much Thanks for listening.